Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. I'm standing here looking at a dam near my home in Bridgeport. I found this little park. I came over here and I did a episode here, actually two episodes from here for the Kingdom Within YouTube videos, not for the podcast. So this is the first time I've done a podcast from here. I'll tell you, friend, it's nice to have two different avenues because the more I seek to give the kingdom, the more I receive it for myself. And the more I choose to give it, the more I choose to receive it. Because that's the way this works, friend. My father gives to another what it is they'd seek for themselves, and we need to do the same. So if you truly want to understand my father... You have to be like him and give to another what it is you'd seek for yourself. Because, see, he wants love, so he gives love. He wants forgiveness, so he gives forgiveness. And I know you think that he has nothing to be forgiven for, but you're just scared to death of him and that he's going to torment his children in hell for eternity. I know. Friend, I can't make you see anything. That you won't look for yourself. The truth is, love has always been the way. Love will always be the way. And there's just no other way to have. And that's the beautiful thing about my father, see? I've been talking about that over and over in these episodes. Well, that the purpose of the world is to come to know love by experience. And I'm going to say, and I've been saying it a little bit, here and there, and I'm going to say it again, and that is, my father is not your master, he's your servant. Jesus told you that to be, to get into the kingdom, you have to be a servant's servant, and to be greatest in the kingdom, you have to be a slave to all. Well, friend, what you never understood was that my father's a slave doll that he actually isn't here to make you think that you need to get more he was actually here to give you everything you asked for and that which you chose for yourself is what it is that he gives you that's the way he is it's the way he's always been Love has always been the way. There's just no other choice to it. But we keep not seeing that. We keep thinking that we need to judge other people. And because we judge other people, he has to continue to judge us. And the suffering we give is the one we receive. But that's not the choice we have to make. We can choose again, friend. If you hear that I just told you that I just called my father in heaven, God, a servant's servant to the point of being a slave to all. Now you know that Jesus wasn't calling you to be less. He was calling you to be more. My father gives you your will at whatever your will is. And you may not understand that because, well, you didn't do what Jesus asked. 
or you never got to know that Jesus, or you never even looked at Jesus because those Christians were acting like hypocrites and not doing what Jesus asked, and therefore you looked at them and said, oh, if that's who represents him, I don't want to know him. But I'm here to tell you that now you just need to give up the world and do be like Jesus and say, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because, friend, they thought they were going to get this kingdom in their death because they believe Jesus died on the cross for their sins. Because the church fed them that lie, they believed it. And you can't blame them. Who doesn't want that truth? Friend, isn't that the easier truth? Wouldn't you rather just have that and be selfish? Then you wouldn't have to worry about whether you were like that, those rich people that left Lazarus starving in those parables of Jesus. See, Jesus told you the truth. So if you believe that you're going to get the kingdom because you believed in his death, then you have to believe that what he said is true because he's the one who actually said that, friend. That's where they're writing all this out of that John 3.16. But friend, if that's true, then everything he said is true. And if not, then he just lied about that like he lied about everything else. So you tell me, friend, is Jesus your savior or is he a liar? And the truth you choose is the one you'll have. But you better figure out how to look and see what he said, not what they said he said, because they lied to you, because they wanted your obedience. And that might have made you a good servant to them, but not to him. You gave them everything they wanted, money in their pockets, to feel good that people are following what they say. And if that doesn't make people angry, I don't know what will. But to tell you the truth, I'm not here to make everybody happy, friend. I'm not here to make you mad either. I'm here to make you listen to what Jesus said. I'm asking you to quit listening to what other people said and start looking at what Jesus said for himself. Because the laws of Moses were for, the, for Jews. Jesus came to teach you how to rise in the spirit of the law, which is the spirit of love. And if you didn't rise in the spirit of the law, then all you are is great in Jewish tradition. The Old Testament doesn't make you godly. It makes you manly. And if you haven't figured out, that doesn't work to bring my father's kingdom. What works is love. Love gives to another what they would seek for themselves. I'm on here talking not because I want to upset people, because here's the truth, friend. I'm not worth saying any of this. I'm a hypocrite, and I don't expect you to believe a word I say, because I used to say that at the beginning of all my episodes, because this is the truth. I just want you to listen to what Jesus said, because Jesus is the truth and the life. And you don't need to hear another messenger if you would actually listen to what he said and figure him out. If you took his will, what he said, believed it was true, and take it into the wilderness and start figuring out parables and riddles, the kingdom you'd seek, you'd find. But if you're not willing to look for it, you can't have it. Jesus was a blueprint. He was literally a blueprint on how to build a house. Everything he said and did was all clues.
they told you that Jesus got up and sought the kingdom first every day. So if you wanted to be more like Jesus, if you wanted the kingdom that he had, would you not get up and seek the kingdom first every day? Would you not get up and think of how you can get in the right mind to be in the spirit of love so that you can give the love of my father to his children when you go out throughout the day? And if it wasn't important enough to maybe make that a priority, do you think it's really going to be important enough to him that he gives you a spot in his kingdom? These are the questions, friend. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to believe Jesus. He told you over and over again. He said parable after parable. What he was trying to do is teach you how to create a better world. But what you've now discovered is that man on his own does not have the love that is required to bring my Father's kingdom, which is the kingdom of love. Man's love on his own is very shallow, and only through the Christ can he find an undying source of love. And you can say that other people are loving and all that, but I don't see anybody else but that Jesus dying so that others may live. And friend, it's time that we do. It's time to let love lead the way. It's time to let the Holy Spirit lead us down a path, no matter where that path goes. It's time for my Father to have his kingdom. I love my Father. And he loves you. And I love you. And I say all these things on here, knowing that you're not going to be happy that I say them. That's the train that goes by. There's a bridge going over the water here, so there's a train going above me, which makes it extremely noisy when it goes by. It's not, like, above my head, but it's off to the side. You can't see it because there's no camera. Not like the YouTube videos. So, friend, I'm not on here to upset people. What I want is I want you to read what Jesus said so that you will do what he asked. And that is to learn to love thy neighbor as thyself. To hang all the laws and the prophets on only two commandments. Because my father is in the, my neighbor, just like he was in the firstborn. See, here's the secret Jesus didn't tell you. Because it kind of takes away free will. And I wouldn't tell you if my father didn't tell me that I was supposed to tell you. But he's in every man, and every man's in him, and everything you do to your neighbor, you do to my father. Because you're willing to do it to my father, he's going to be willing to do it to you. But Jesus told you that. Jesus told you at the end, parable after parable, friend. These Christians are killing each other in the name of Jesus. They're killing my father's children. Jesus himself said, woe, he said, offenses must come, but woe to those who bring them. So, if it was woe to those who bring them, did that mean, as a Christian, you should go hurt and kill people? No, it means woe to you that bring them. Whether you're Christian or not, you didn't understand what Jesus was telling you. 
He told you not to be of the world. People that are fighting for this country or fighting to save something, they're fighting for the world, friend. They're of the world. To be in the world and not of it is to let go of trying to save everything and start seeking my father's love first. To put my father as priority. And people are doing it. But those that are off doing what they do condemn those for standing for the truth of love and the love of truth like Jesus told them to. Friend, I haven't been like them. I'll tell you a prime example of people that I'm talking about are like those Quakers. They were doing what Jesus asked. And I kind of ignored them and what they were doing because, well, I was eating my fruit. And I'm not going to any church. I've tried enough churches over time. I know that my father is in everything and everywhere. My father put me church after church, and I couldn't find the kingdom, and I'm sure he did that so that I would stand here and talk about the truth of love and the love of truth without being afraid of getting kicked out of church. Because since I don't have a church to abide in, I don't have to worry about what you all think of me. So if you all put me on my cross, it doesn't matter. I'm going home. Jesus returned to my father. I'm telling you, I'm ready to return myself. I've had enough. I can't stand watching us kill each other in horror. I can't eat fruit and pretend it's okay. I can't even eat a little boot bit without making myself want to puke, knowing that I'm ignoring the fact that people are killing each other and just ignoring it. I mean, friend, here in this nation, the land of the free and the home of the brave, we ignore it as people are just slaughtering our children in schools. We're slaughtering each other in mass numbers over self-righteousness. Do you get that? Do you understand what's going on? Doesn't that eat your soul a little bit? Didn't Jesus say to let your heart be flesh? That if he got a hold of you, you'd have a heart of flesh? And blessed are those who mourn. Are you mourning with me, friend? Or is your heart turned back to stone because... The only way to survive this world is to pretend it didn't happen. Or, I survive it with great joy most of the time because I'm doing something about it. I'm not doing everything about it. I can't fix the problem, friend. But anybody that is not being part of the solution is part of the problem. Jesus told us that. He told us that in all his parables. He said it in one after another about how selfishness causes suffering and that if we want to know the truth of love and the love of truth, then we have to give up our selfishness and get to know this love of Christ. And if we'd eaten a little bit of fruit and worried more about how we're being a service to others and to our Father, then we wouldn't have been being so selfish. But unfortunately, the nature of man is to care more about himself than about his neighbor. Sure, he'll love the neighbor that loves him like, but will he love the one that he doesn't? (coughs) 
because I tell you, if you're if you say you're Christian and you don't love those that don't love you, then you really aren't Christian because you're of the Bible. That makes you a good Babylonian. It doesn't make you of the Christ. To be of the Christ is to be of Jesus, which means you know his parables and you've done what he asked. This is what happened, friend. I did him out of desperation. It turns out when I went out and got in the trenches helping people and doing what he asked, it turns out all those people I thought were evil, they're not evil. They were ne neglected and abused, forgotten by the world. And in a lot of these places in the city that you think that these people aren't anything, they're actually everything. The problem is... They get paid minimum wage by corporations that make billions. And those corporations pay your retirement so that you live in your nice large houses in the nice suburbs. While my father's children starve in the city. And they starve in your neighborhoods out there in the country too. It's just a, out there where I come from, instead of downtown-like cities, they cramped us into little areas, well with very inexpensive housing. So if you couldn't afford a house, you might be able to afford a mobile home, a house on wheels. It is so hot it'll cook you in the summertime. But what would I know about that, friend? Oh, that's right, I've lived in one. But friend, I've also lived good too. I've lived in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places and the truth of the matter is every truth I have is just a lie so I don't want you to believe a word I say that's the honest to God truth friend I just don't want you to believe a word I say I'm not worthy of this kingdom any more than you the only one that seemed to really be worthy was the firstborn son and he was first he was born and created worthy so that you would look at his blueprint because he is the blueprint to the kingdom that you want and I'm not telling you it's there. Jesus told you that the kingdom of God is not to be said here or there, but is said to be within you. So I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is within your heart, if you choose to do what Jesus asked. And even if they steal your flesh, the kingdom you found, you'll receive in your death. I'm telling you, friend, these parables he gave you, I didn't believe him because nobody else did. But it turns out that you have to become willing to die in order to live. He didn't lie about that. We just don't want to admit that God would ask that much from us, but he does. But we'll ask it of ourselves when we come to see the love that he has for us. When I come to see the true nature of the love of my father, I will join the firstborn. Not because I am glorious because friend I'm scared to death of my own shadow and I can't do anything but the Holy Spirit will give me the courage I need to endure until the end and if he needs it he'll take it and if he doesn't then I'll run like a coward friend and if he asks it of me and doesn't get in the Holy Spirit doesn't give me the strength then I'll run anyway because I am a coward all the way to the end friend I'm not here to tell you I'm anything I'm here to tell you that my Father is the love you seek. And there is just 
nothing else to have except for the love that he has for you and the love he has for me. I don't have to have courage, friend. My father has courage for me. You heard my podcast yesterday. Yesterday I was so confused by the end of the day. I just keep coming back to this kingdom every day, friend. I soak in it in the morning before I go to work. And then when I get done work, I run off and seek the kingdom again. The only way to keep it is to give it away. And the only way to get it to give it is to seek my father first. I have to seek the kingdom first. If I seek the world first, I will end up with your truth, not my father's. That is my choice. My choice is I either choose the world or I choose the kingdom. I don't get to choose both. Except when I choose neither. But what happens is he chooses it for me. How Do I enjoy my life? Friend, I'm sitting at a park looking at a dam. Of course I enjoy my life. My father sent me to help somebody in Virginia and also to take a look at a place down there. Not that I have any money, so I don't know what kind of miracles he might pull out of his hat. I have no idea. But in all of that, I got to take a little vacation. And I got to be blessed by people while I blessed people. And I did it all through him because I followed what the Holy Spirit told me to do. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to ever enjoy anything, friend. In fact, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you didn't understand what Jesus said. If you were doing it out of hate and you were doing what Jesus did and you still hate it, you didn't understand what he said. You didn't get the truth. You didn't follow down the path. You didn't seek the kingdom first. There is love in this. There is joy in this. It is utter joy to watch other people grow. It is wonderful to watch other people come to know the love of Christ. It is wonderful to watch people for the first time, wake up to realize that someone on this planet loves them and that since other people love them and keep telling them that they believe in them, they start to believe in themselves. And then what happens is, if enough of us Christians are out there doing that, they're going to start believing in this God. I'm telling you, I turned to my father because I've seen some of his children. There was one man that was the living Christ in my life. He was the representation of the firstborn in my life, and he flipped me. I was a man that was of more evil than he was good because, well, I was a drunk. I wanted to get sober. I kept trying. I couldn't. I finally did. But I was always never happy, even when I was happy. I was trying to understand. But in the end, because I kept trying, my father finally, when I knocked on the door hard enough and long enough, he finally opened the door and gave me some bread. Even then, I squandered my inheritance. But friend, I'm not squandering it anymore. Friend, just know that I love you. And that I want you to have what my father has for you. And the love he has for me is yours already. And I'll give every bit of it that I can to you, but I can't give anything to you that he doesn't give to me to give to you. And the only thing he's really given me of these words is what I've got. He gives me the truth of love and the love of truth, and then when he gives it to me, I give it to you. That is what my father does. 
gives to another what it is he seeks for himself, and that is love. There was my mother calling in. <laughs> I forgot to shut the ringer off on the phone, so now you got to hear the ringer. Well, friends, tomorrow's the 4th of Well, tomorrow's not the 4th of July. Saturday is, and I'm going to go spend it with my parents. Because I'll tell you, my parents, I am blessed to have parents that I have. So, know that I'm going to get off here, plus this park is filling up with people, and it's just getting to the point where soon they'll be talking as loud on this thing as I am. So, just understand this, that my father loves you, and because he loves you, I love you. Because I, to love all of him, I have to love all of you. And if I judge you, then I judge him for making you. And therefore, if I don't want to judge my creator, I have to not judge what he created. And therefore, I will not judge you. I will love you and forgive you for you know not what you do. Even if you think you do, you really don't. Understand that when Jesus said he forgave you for you know not what you do, he meant it. He meant that he knew that you didn't know any better. And if you still don't know any better, then he's, I still forgive you your debt just like he forgave you your debt. But friend, the hour is late. And when the door slams shut to the wedding, how are you going to find the light in the dark if you can't find it when there's a light to work with? There's your choices. You either choose love now, or when the light's gone, then there'll be no light to choose. Because, friend, my father is a farmer, and the love of Christ, as you've seen in this nation, you don't understand what happened in this nation, friend. In this nation, it united as Rome and Israel in one. We declared ourselves God's people. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And we also declared ourselves the greatest, just like that Lucifer did in my father's kingdom. You know, the one he threw out of the kingdom for pride. So friend, understand that I'm not here trying to spread fear. I'm here talking about love. But I'm telling you that if you want to know love while love strong, while you can see the light, then now would be the time. Choose love while there's love to be chosen. Because once it's done, friend, and the law falls and the darkness settles in, there'll be no rising up to be Christ-like because you won't have a place to do so. You think that this law will stand for eternity. Friend, you've just seen it in these riots. When people get angry, when, when the law can't stop it, people do bad things. There was good people protesting. There were good people that were of the love of Christ protesting. And then those that were evil used that excuse to loot people and to steal things and to hurt people, friend. Satan got up and mingled with the, with the army of Christ so that it could do hypocrisy in the name of my Father and in the name of love. 
friend, if you don't realize it, this is going to happen. And the law that you just watched fall, you've only seen the beginning, friend. And I'm not telling you it's happening today. I'm telling you today the light is bright. So let's, let's set this world on fire for the love of Christ. I'm not talking about bring the end. I'm talking about let's make this the beginning. But we have the choice. My Father is always left to us. It's always our free will. What do we choose? Love or selfishness? And the one we choose is the one we have, friends. Alright, well, anyway, because my Father loves you, I love you. So may God bless you and yours.